podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome, lovely listener, to the Anfield Index podcast. It's episode 284 and I'm Trev Danny podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm joined for our Christmas podcast by Carl Kalpak, by Cam Branch and producer Guy Wrinkles in the background. Um, we have a deliberately festive themed show for you uh, this evening. It's uh, one that we've been waiting to do and as a result I think you know, we've had a two week uh, lag between shows. Um, so we just thought we'd festive things up a bit seeing as by the time you're listening to this it's going to be very very close to the time itself so some christmasy stuff very minimal footy content if that's already doing your head in uh then feel free to come back to us in the new year when we're going to be more football based again but you know like we said a little bit of indulging christmas stuff and i'm going to start off just with literally nothing except the fact that it really really caught my attention when i came across it during the week um, it, it does have a little bit of a tie-in because the lads are always slagging me about being a conspiracy theorist. But this is absolutely fantastic. This is Matt Berry reading a letter from Elvis Presley to US President Richard Nixon. Um, it's an incredible thing. It's about three minutes. Bear with it because really it does take a few twists. And by the end of it, one thing I can guarantee you you will not think about Elvis Presley in the same way again. This is fascinating stuff. So bear with me and we'll come out of this and into uh, meeting the lads and seeing them what they've got for us. Two men who work with me 
by the name of Jerry Schilling and Sonny West. I am registered under the name of John Burroughs. I will be here for as long as it takes to get the credentials of a federal agent. I have done an in-depth study of drug abuse and communist brainwashing <laughs> techniques, and I'm right in the middle of the whole thing. And I feel I can do the most good. I'm glad to help, just so long as it's kept very private. You can have your staff or whomever call me anytime, tonight or tomorrow. I was nominated this coming year one of America's 10 most outstanding young men. That will be in January 18th in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. I'm sending you a short autobiography about myself so you can better understand this approach. I would love to meet you just to say hi if you're not too busy. Respectfully, Elvis Presley. P.S. I believe that you, sir, were one of the top ten outstanding men of America also. I have a personal gift for you, which I would like to present to you, which you can accept, or I will keep it for you for when you can take it. I mean, if you're not entirely fascinated by that, I don't know what to say to you. This is 1970, so it's post... 68 was the comeback special, wasn't it, Carl? Yeah, yeah. So it's post that. Now, he looked cool as hell in that comeback special. Um, he was really back with a bang after the, the movie years. By now, in 1970, from what I know of my Elvis history, the sideburns and big shades had started to make an appearance. They're on the way. I think it was 1970, The Wonder of You. Yeah, there are, the, the, there might be an occasional jump jumpsuit uh, going on. He was getting into his karate. But he's 35 years of age when he's writing that letter to Nixon. 35 years of age. It's a remarkable thing. I just absolutely love the way he's... Uh, He's so concerned about the hippie element. <laughs> it's tremendous. Well, yeah, yeah, he had this thing at the time, um, which he referred to as TCB. Yes, taking care taking of business. Care of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just love this idea of him absolutely probably off his gourd in some hotel room thinking, you know what I could do? I could be a secret agent yeah. uh, and, and infiltrate the hippie element and uh, the, 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 the darned commies. Remarkable stuff. Anyway, you've heard... Well, well, the good thing about this, Travis, obviously good, we all marshal the, um, the, the AI main pod's Instagram account, is I get to put the photo up of him when he was given an office by Nixon um, uh, to be against uh, the drug culture within America at the time. Exactly. And he's so stoned in that photo. <laughs> it's untrue. He's frighteningly stoned. Big specs on. He can barely stand up. He's all over the place. I just love that he's, you know, idolizing Nixon, you know, notorious, yeah. notorious Nixon. Uh, and he's, he's, he's uh, wanting to see what he can do. Yeah. He gives him a badge or something, doesn't he? It's, yeah. it's quite condescending as a guy. Uh, but yeah, it's he's like got, a sheriff's badge, isn't it? It's like a marshal badge. Yes, and he's got like a if it's if he's not wearing a cape, he's got his jacket, I believe, sort of over his shoulders. Either that or it's an actual cape. Um, it's a stunning photo. Yeah, I look forward to that being up on the uh, on the Instagram later. Um, 
That is Carl. Um, you could hear Cam having a chuckle there as well. We'll come to Cam in a second. Carl, what have you got to start us with? Well, it's quite interesting that you talk about Elvis and um, Nixon referring to themselves as, you know, one of the top 10 people in America at that time, because I want to bring in one of the top 10, probably one of the top five people of this podcast, um, excluding ourselves, of course. Um, we talk a lot about this show about our spiritual animals, and obviously that, that will always be Brian Blessed. But it's nice to see that one of our heroes has branched out a bit into the world of football commentary. We, we know this man is a salesman uh, more than anything else, an entrepreneur, a wan driver. Um, but he's actually he's just branched out into um, into football commentary. And I don't know if anyone remembers seeing um, the last episode or the last couple of episodes of People Just Do Nothing, because, um, of course, I'm talking about your buddy G. Um, but he's introduced, he's, he's telling Steve's how to sell in his call center, which um, he's basically just accosted Steve in, Steve's in his, his, nan's, his dead nan's flat in Brentford, sorry, Hounslow or Brentford, and he's um, he's teaching him how to answer the phone, how, how to greet people on the phone, and he says, hello, because it sounds more refined. And he's, what's nice to see, Trevor, is he's brought that into his um, football commentary. So here he is um, commentating on the recent Crystal Palace against West Ham game. Um, and it's this. Oh, one second. No, it isn't. And oh, look at that little dummy. Lovely little ball out of the white. He's going to cross it in now. And it's Sebastian Haller. Wow. What an absolute goal by Haller. I mean, what an absolute <laughs> banger, mate. Absolutely acrobatic bicycle kick. Bloody hell, mate. Let's have a look at that again. Look at this lovely little ball out of the white. He crosses it in and then Oh my god. I'll tell you what, mate, he should say that. Every time he's every time he shoots, he should go. Hale. I mean what a name. What a goal. Listen, Sebastian Hallel. Forever blowing monkeys, mate. Wow, that's uh, look at the manager, he's so happy. He's even got a border. He got a border. Really, I've got a border, mate. Wow, what a goal. Big up Hallel. Sebastian Hallel. Fantastic. Magic. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> what a roll of the clips that's great that's great uh, and again for the new uh, initi- initiates to um, people just do nothing um, get onto it it's wonderful it's genuinely wonderful and Chibody G is one of the great characters of modern comedy without a doubt Cam Branch what have you got for us I have a one little festive question for you to start the sh- my bit of the show with and it is a, a solitary question. Just a solitary question for you. For you know, it's the same question for you both. So um, um, I'm sure one of you will know the answer to this because you're both very intellectual. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, Trevor, if you don't get it, you've lost, haven't you? That's for you. That's for you. you know, <laughs> that's how it works. That's no, how no, it works. no. Sorry, that's not how it works, is it? You lose, you win. Yeah, that's right. Um, <sighs> That's right, isn't it, Trevor? Yeah. Come on. Get that's, on. That, that's, that's, how I seem to, that's how these things seem tend to go, yeah. Yes, yes. I, I thought as much, Carl. But, you know, we still like to play the game, don't we? Just just to keep Trevor happy. It's the it's the prerogative of being a time lord. I get to just be right. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're back as a lizard again. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, turkeys were first brought into Britain around the 1520s. So there's a clue for you already. 
who was supposedly the first person to eat turkey for Christmas in the UK? What year was that again, Cam? It was in the 1520s, I reckon. My guess would be Henry VIII, then. Your guess would be correct. Come on. Well done, Trev. Trev, you were great there, mate. It's a big win for you, that. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid you're wrong. Go on. It was actually King Edward VII who first made eating turkey fashionable at Christmas, replacing the peacock, I believe, on the royal table. It's actually King Henry VIII replacing the peacock. Or the uh, goose. Or even the boar's head. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you from my incredible bank of knowledge <laughs> that it was Edward VII who popularized eating turkey uh, at Christmas. Um, but if you want to go with this, you know, Random shed of Henry VIII. That's fine. That's fine. History extra. Henry VIII is the first known English king to have eaten turkey. Yeah. Mm. This is disputed by people in large fields in Ireland. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently editing that Wikipedia site as you speak. <laughs> what, what the hell is shut up, Copac, you moron? That, that's a bit hard on Wikipedia. <laughs> That doesn't seem right. No. <laughs> I thought that was a standard line on my picture. I don't recall it being quite so judgy, to be honest, but there we are. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia's in a bit of a strap. Uh, <laughs> definitely got anti-me, you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, have, I have, I thought we might do a little bit of a discussion around um, some of the moments of the year. Um, it being our last show of 2020. Um, more than likely, more than yeah, likely, I would say that's a safe bet. So with that in mind, I thought we might just do a little bit of a review of the year and maybe just pick out a little bit of a discussion around some of the uh, um, topics that we, we floated amongst ourselves earlier on. So for people's um, delectation, we are going to review the best goal of the year, the best game of the year, best moment of the year, doesn't have to be football, person of the year, again, doesn't have to be football, and gobshite of the year. So this is these are our categories. We can take as long or as short as we like over each of them. I'll uh, pose the uh, the question to each of you um, in turn. And if I can come up with something myself to join in, I will. But let's get started with what was your favorite goal of 2020, Cambridge? Okay. I'll, I'll, I hope you like this one. I really do. Cool. Um, the date was Thursday, the 25th of June. Unbelievable. 2020. The kickoff was at 2015. And the goal was actually a penalty in the 78th minute, courtesy of Willian of Chelsea all over me. versus Man City. That was the most spectacular goal of the year. Now, you're not really going to have to explain to very, very pointedly, obviously, Liverpool fans listening to an Anfield Index podcast why, but there may be some floating individuals who aren't 100% into the, t the stats and times and dates, so will you explain why you found that so wondrous? Uh, 
I will let my learned colleague to my right explain, as he had the same goal. So it, it was Williams' goal against um, against Man City at Stamford Bridge. Uh, because of that goal, Manchester City could no longer win the league, which therefore meant Liverpool could. And I have my first beer of the year on that date. That was my first one of 2020. Really? Well, so like, you got the June? Like a few more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that was pretty monumental goal. Like, um, that's an an interesting choice by both. Yeah, and I couldn't even top it if I tried. There were several goals that I enjoyed, and one of the features of goals, um, in the latter part of 2020 has been the inability to celebrate them as they happen. Um, which is why, um, uh, my little twist on this was all of the seven goals that we scored the other night because every single one of them was celebratable in the moment because it was either a long shot yeah. or people had broken the lines or it was just clearly evident that there was no reason for it to be whistled up or chalked off and i enjoyed all of them and it was such a rarity and a god lads i'll tell you what i really needed that because the disillusionment was real with me uh, around football and the uh, current uh, governance of it on the part on the pitch so for me um just for the joy the restore restorative joy of um celebrating in the moment um i was going to go with those um well since comes comes walked on mine can i um cheat and have two please do because i'm going to pick the first game of the season the first game of the year and the last game of the year i'm going to go for curtis jones as goal against everton just because I, mean, I was really lucky about where I was in the ground. I was literally standing next to him, albeit 90 foot above him. Uh, I'd, uh, I had one of the best view in the ground to that. And I'd also say Roberto's first goal on Saturday. Yeah. Just uh, not, not, not even, not, well, the finish is great, but just, just the touch. Just the touch. Yeah. Robertson. It's, it's ludicrous. Even, even the ball to Robertson in the first place, the, the biggest one two in the league this season. That was he, just phenomenal. He's outrageous. He's just outrageous. Uh, actually, in the in the aftermath, it's funny, isn't it? In the aftermath of the game, I put in some sort of tweet about how great uh, um, Bobby was and better than anyone you've got, basically something like that, and just a cool picture of Bobby. I've rarely seen traction like it on a tweet. I remember you got massive numbers on one there recently, Carl. What was that? What did that get up to? Uh, which one was that? I can't remember you, but you remember you were you, you you were live counting the likes as they were coming through on one particular. I had a three thousand one recently, but I can't remember what it was about. Three thousand, okay. I'm still yeah. in the ha- still in the halfpenny place because this broke a thousand. I was like, holy Jesus! People are very fond of Bobby for me now, but yeah, great. Okay, nice, solid opener for us. Uh, Curtis's uh, and Bobby's, and of course, a Chelsea goal which you can actually celebrate. Um, God, God bless them, everyone. And our next category is best game of the year. Uh, Carlos, start with you this time. Again, this is tricky because I could go for two and they're both very, very different games. Big fan of us beating Palace 4 0 at Anfield, the first game back in Anfield after we had that really bad 0 0 draw when the, when the football started again. I'm tempted also to say the Southampton um, game at Anfield earlier in the season, which I think was 4 0, I can't remember because that was the last game I went to. Mm. Um, but I. But I I'm probably going to go for the United 2-0 win at Anfield, where Virgil got the first. And then we um, 
uh, and then Mo went the length of the pitch to, to make it 2-0 on the break when he got the ball from Allison. Just because that was the first time the cop genuinely sang, now you're going to believe us, we're going to win the league, because no one was saying it. Yeah. It was also not yet. I mean, I, 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 you know, I did it every week on the show, didn't I? I was like, no, not saying it, not saying it. I was saying it, by the way, when Williams stood up for the penalty. Not having it. This isn't happening. Um, but that was the first time and we thought, well, that's it. That's it. We'll be won the league. And remind me, what stage is it? You've already said, but just, I, I wasn't paying attention. Exactly what stage of the season? Uh, how much of the season had, got, had elapsed at that point? Uh, I'll look it up for you, but I think that was February. It was that game, was uh, it? no, it was January, I think. It was that yeah. game 20, wasn't it? January, February, okay. Yeah. So, 19th, I mean, January the 19th. January the yeah. 19th, okay. You know, I mean, it's it's it sounds mad to say it, but if results went a certain way over the next while, we could find ourselves towards the end of this January looking towards having a lot of very, very wonderful footballers on the, on the road back and being, you know, ahead again. And it's... Really testament to these boys, uh, I have to say, because the, the slings and arrows at Rage's fortune have been, uh, kind of, uh, very pronounced against Liverpool. And I have to tell you, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of these, these lads and, uh, seeing them w- winning these little trinkets and, 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 and baubles. I love that. I was saying this on two pods recently. I just love it because it's a real sign of the status of this team and the status of the team is due to what they do on the bloody pitch. You know, wonderful stuff. Best game for you, Cam? Um, you've actually touched on it uh, already. Oh. Uh, um, it was the game on Saturday. And the reason being, it was actually like watching a game of football again. Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. You know, it's like you said, celebrated every single goal because there was no controversy about are they going to do this or are they going to do that? Is it going to be chalked off for this reason or chalked off for that reason? Because every goal was so pure, every goal was so clean and it was turning into um, um, best best goal of the month highlight reel just from that one game and you're thinking each goal was like a contender for goal of the month and it was it was wonderful and just generally the, the whole game, the way we played, the way Palace came at us when we were uh, 1-0 up and they they came at us, but we stood firm. And a lesser team could have crumbled at that point, but we're not a lesser team. And it it really showed. And then, you know, just to kill the half off with with those two goals and then not to stop in the second half and just carry on with that pure belief that we can get more goals. And Sadio, the way he went off because he was angry because he knew he could, he was going to get more goals. He'd broken his goal drought and his celebration for the, um, for the lad from, um, is it Freehouse? Yeah, Tim mate, yeah. Tim O's, yeah. And, and he did that, you know, he did the celebration for, for the lad's granddad. And that was amazing. You know, there was so much in that game that was so much about what this club is and what this football team is right now. It was just wonderful. So, that was the best game for me. That's a great shit. And those little things, uh, just that's part of what I was talking about. They really feed into it. That's that whole little, um, Sadio thing. Um, that's just, that's yeah, just beautiful. It really is just lovely. Um, it makes you, it makes you feel good. It just makes you feel happy. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I can completely relate to that. And I had, um, picked, 
the United game as well, because more altogether than just the fans, it just I had a personal feeling after that. Oh, yeah, we are absolutely the business. I think this is going to happen. Um, our next category is best moment, and again, it doesn't have to be football related. It can be whatever the hell you want, um, personal, uh, political, uh, uh, fashion related. Cam, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, whatever you'd like to go. So what do you have for us to start with, Cam? Your best moment of twenty twenty. Um football related. Uh I've got two. Okay. Uh, the first one is um the interview with Jurgen Klopp after the Chelsea Man City game when it was confirmed we were champions and how emotional he was in you he he really has become I don't know, Mr. Liverpool, let's say. You know, he, he really is. You know, everybody says, has always said, he's the perfect fit for the club. And that night, you knew he he felt that as well. He knew that as well. It, um, the tears, the way he got up and said, "I can't. I've got to go. I've got to carry on. I've got to. I, I can't. I can't do this anymore." And it was just, it, it meant as much to him as it did to every single fan who waited for that moment. And that was just, it was so moving for me. It was, it touched me, you know, in in my heart and I felt it so much. And I, I was, you know, really, I was quite overwhelmed by it. And then when all the videos came out afterwards of all, all the, all the dancing, you know, the, the drinking, the getting drunk and, and everything they were doing and just really enjoying it. You know, it, it, that was phenomenal to see then going on from that was, yeah, was the actual trophy presentation and finally seeing that trophy in the hands of Liverpool Football Club. You know, we, we waited 30 years for this. You know, those of us who were, who were old enough, I mean, I'm not sure how old you are this week. You may not remember the last one, but, um, Oh, I do. I, do. I, I, I actually. You do I do remember it. You do. I okay. do. Yeah. I was yeah. actually. I was only recalling um, today. Um, my uh, my the happiest days of my life spent watching Billy Little playing for Liverpool. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I think he was a superstar in his own right, wasn't he? So. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I was having the finally getting the hands on the trophy. You know, nobody can now say, "Oh, you've not won the Premier League." You know, so. You know, that's out the window now, you know, that monkey's off off our shoulder or you know, whatever the term is. So, um, or off our back, sorry. So, no, th- those two moments this year in a football sense uh, have, have been very significant for me. Very, very, very significant. Can absolutely relate to both of them. And, you know, it was interesting with the clap thing was both times after the Champions League and after the league win, it was the mention of his family and the mention of having put up with so many losses uh, that got him both times, you know, because he, he is such a family man and uh, he has had, he had such a wretched run of luck in finals and stuff like that, that that kind of thing can really sit heavily on some people and you have to be a very certain type of character not to carry it around and get crushed by it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I felt very emotional myself, I have to say, both of those moments. 
and I enjoyed every second of the the you know very compromised trophy celebrations um but they were I, I found them joyous and I loved every little bit that came afterwards all the stuff that came afterwards every little bit of video that came out of our boys having having fun enjoying it um of us being able to bask in it uh you know we really needed it uh you know we were we were lucky to be the ones who could get a bit of relief from what has been a poxy god awful year um with our team doing that yeah so i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more with the with the the, the choice of moments and yeah they're obvious but yeah they're also beautiful and uh, i'm focusing on the the club thing as well carl what about you moment of, of 2020 for you I want to keep politics out of this because we want it to be a happy show. But Trump losing the election and throwing out of his pram, throwing the toys out of his pram to such a degree is also I enjoyed every minute of that. Um, but I think if you've got to boil it down to one moment, I disagree. It's not the league championship for me. It was about ten minutes ago when I finally won a quiz off Trev. Because <laughs> <laughs> you always dream that these moments can come. And yet you know sort of in your heart of heart that they're just a bit too distant and you're never going to reach them. Well, it's, um, never, have, it's, never, it's never happened before, Carl. So that's why it's it's added poignancy. I'm, I'm I am I'm, I'm genuinely chuffed for you, man. And well, I know you're 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 looking to sue the Senate about this to see if you can get that result um, overthrown. Now, it, it it it's obviously lifting the trophy, and it's also I think this is a big thing as well. The fact that they lifted the trophy on the cop. That's a really like that's a really big thing for me. They they did it in the heart of the ground, in the heart of the support because we couldn't be there. And I just think that was, uh, you know, they didn't do it on the pitch. They did it up there, not far from where I, you know, where I stand, stroke sit. And um, that was quite a nice thing. And I've been talking to a few people about that. You know, it, it does it feel the same that, like, you know, you weren't there. You know, do, do you feel cheated by it? No, because it just means I've got that to look forward to. Regardless of where we are in the league, by the time we get back into the ground again, all of us, I mean, then that will be quite, that's going to be something. That's a party that we're still gearing up for. And half the time it's the anticipation, which is better than the event. So I'm still enjoying that every day. Yeah, that's you know what. There's an awful lot to that. There's an awful lot to that. And uh, yeah, looking forward to something is often the best part. And 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 when you can do it in the comfortable position of 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 knowing that something massive has been achieved. Yeah, I'd agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm gonna just be completely self-indulgent and go in a in a personal one because, like I say. Uh, wow, I mean, 2020 for everybody was uh, an absolute shit show, obviously. Um, my own family had some pretty horrific stuff going on. Um, you know, very difficult stuff. And then after all the lockdowns and um, family difficulties and, 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 and stuff that we had to put up with, in one week, uh, my kid who'd been back home for the lockdown got uh, first job decent job with a, 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 a company that uh, has something going for it uh, got the masters over the line and moved into the first sort of house with the partner and I just thought you know in 2020 to knock that little hat trick out uh, made me feel very very happy and proud as a dad so that's my personal little indulgent one for best moments 2020 we're now on to our last two categories first one is person of the year and then last one is gobshite of the year so we'll go with person of the year first um cam who did you choose for this person of the year for me um 
I think this person has been absolutely outstanding this year. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Um, uh, this person is second to Carl, sorry. Um, so this person I'm thinking of is, um, he, I think he's been absolutely outstanding this year. I think the contribution he's making, football aside, um, is, is irrelevant with this, with this young man. Um, what he's doing for society as a whole, how he's holding politicians, uh, to, to count and saying, no. We're not, we're not having this. We need better. You need to do better. Um, and considering the background he's come from, um, you can understand why he feels so passionately about what he is doing. Um, I think he deserves all the praise in the world. I think we can afford any minor mistakes he, he may have made because I think he was, might, would have been ill advised, you know, ill advised in, uh, certain things, so I'm willing to forgive and forget, and because of the greater good he he has done and is doing and will continue to do, and that person for me is Marcus Rashford. Very hard to argue with that, and I was vaguely diverted by the chat of um, phone-ins and getting Hendo to win person or sports person of the year. Obviously, it's not a thing I'd watch. I'm not really interested in those type of things. Um, award ceremonies, end of story. I don't watch, but um, obviously, with us being involved and Hendo being involved, I, was, I had one eye on Twitter. Um, but Rashford was up for that, wasn't he? And no. Was he not? not? No, no. He, he, he got a... He got an award. He did he get something. Oh, okay. he, he got something. He was recognised for his achievements, but he wasn't in the the six for okay. sports okay. person of the year. Right, right. I thought because I knew he was in the shake up or something, but I, I think if I... he'd been in the six, he he would he would have he would have won it. But yeah. then it wasn't a sports award that he's not really done anything on the football side really this season or this year. He's you know he hasn't really set the world alight on the football pitch. You know, odd odd game side, but. Off the pitch, phenomenal. Well, I just thought when it was sports personality, I thought there was more to it than just you. You know, your 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 solely your achievements in sports. So I thought he might have been in the six. Listen, that's it's a perfect fit. We've talked about uh, Marcus Rashford in the show many times. Um, in an attempt, as well as everything else, to just not have the petty tribalism that some people uh, seem to feel is absolutely part of the game. Um, but also just. Hello. <laughs> also just in a, an attempt to, to acknowledge someone doing something great Carl who's your person of the year yeah, can I say Rashford you make twat I'll, 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 yeah go, go on yeah 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 because yeah, I think that's the way it should be I think it, I think it should be yeah he's absolutely brilliant and it, absolutely full play fair play to him for what he's done really really admire that you make twat I'll quite do that <laughs> there's, quite, there's quite a few people I'd like to nominate um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer <laughs> for his stern um, work at keeping me happy in 2020. Harry Maguire is another one. Um, it's obviously the manager, I'd say, but um, I'd go along with, um, with Jordan Henderson as well, just because there's quite a few know-nothing trolls who have been, and trogs who have been slagging him off over the years, who have never played the game before in their lives, who, who think he's all that. And um, Where are you now, lads? I mean, He's, he's everything about you about um, about um, 
about Jordan's just been absolutely fantastic. They've named the country after him. That's quite nice. I like the fact that when I, <laughs> I, I mention him on WhatsApp, if the flag of Jordan comes up uh, to such a degree, <laughs> that I've, I've now just started just referring to him by the flag. And I suggest we start doing that on Twitter. Um, but it's been you quite know what I discovered today talking about flags? Um, Every country has a war flag. Really? I I, I, my lab was watching a YouTube video this morning, and and it was it's flags and it was war flags and the first one that came up was Russia and I'm like, yeah, you don't want to see that war flag then, do you? Because that's scary. And then this YouTube video carries on and there were all these different countries: Saudi Arabia, Bangladesh, Philippines, you know, you name it, they have a war flag. A war flag. A war flag. Yeah, I, I was. Okay, this this is like I, I as as a kid I was massively into military history and uh, just almost fetishized stuff. I was just so into it, and I've never heard of a war flag. No, neither had I. So, so, so what, this YouTube what, video was fake. I don't know. So what is the war flag? Did you did you come across what the war flag say for quick reference? No, I didn't actually. Um, I... I, I wasn't really paying too much attention to it. I was, I, I was watched a little bit of it. It's about a five, six minute uh, video. So I wasn't going to sit there and watch every single flag that came up. But they, they, some of them were similar to the national flag. Others were completely, completely so, different. So according to this font of all knowledge that is Wikipedia, all <laughs> uh, absolutely in, inherently trustworthy and definitely doesn't have certain agendas. But a war flag is also known as a military flag, battle flag, standard, is a variant of the national flag for use by a country's military forces when on land. The nautical equivalent is a naval ensign. Huh. There you that go. Is, 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 is a union flag a, 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 not a water flag, isn't it? to speak I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming so actually I'm looking at a whole array of them here and yeah it's actually very interesting <laughs> isn't it this, Sorry. Is, that's, that's, this that's, is what we do folks this is what we do that's actually mad Cam yeah it is isn't it I'm just looking at the war flag of the Chinese army it's got a green bar across the bottom like almost one third and then a star and some other odd symbol. the Russian one was uh, quite impressive as well this is mad stuff I'm, I'm i'm totally diverted i might just let you go off on your business here <laughs> and I'll, I'll be looking at war flags uh brilliant uh, have we got a favorite flag oh that's a great shout um, have we got what sorry a favorite flag i'd say for oh. me probably japan yeah japan's great that is a, that is a brilliant flag can i ask you to look at macedonia Macedonian flag. Macedonia. Let's let's open up a page. Men type on my radio. This is great radio, folks. Everybody is is now googling flag of Macedonia. They're not really. They're waiting for you. That's a belter. That's a belter. Well, actually, I'm seeing the flag of North Macedonia. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, which one? The yellow one or the blue one? Yellow and red or blue and gold? Yellow, yellow and gold. Sorry, ye- yellow and uh, red. Yellow and red. Yeah, yeah, not I prefer Macedonia. Japan. I prefer Japan. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I quite like Palau and um, Bangladesh because do you remember the programme We Are the Champions? Oh, yeah, yes. that was brilliant. Brian Jackson. Like was it Brian Jackson? Um, the Bangladesh flag. 
Yeah, you, 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 were, you were talking over each other there. What was the point about we are the champions? Uh, if you look at the Bangladesh flag, it's very similar to sort of the T-shirts they used to wear on We Are The Champions. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. I think Palau, I want to say Palau as well. Very similar Pala- to, yeah, it is. Palau as in? P-A-L-A-U. P-A-L-A-U, okay. P-A-L-A-U. I did not. I was not even aware of Palau. But this is tremendous. This is tremendously educational. Um, and, and now I have a new obsession. Um, uh, thanks to the, this little sidetrack. Uh, person of the year for me in a nutshell is Jurgen Klopp. And it doesn't need any explanation. I would say we need to get onto our final category here. So we need to keep this thing moving. We've got two sections left in the show. Um, and we can finish off this section with your take on gobshite of the year. And God knows. There is a multiplicity of options, um, a plethora, a multitude uh, of options. So, who do you <laughs> narrow it down? Sorry, to? I just see what I can't. We can't repeat that. Sorry, guy. Guy has guy has 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 suggested someone in the chat here, and we are all nodding furiously <laughs> um, in 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 uh, absolute concord. With our pal guy, because uh, he's absolutely nailed it. I'm referring to one particular uh, loathsome individual uh, who shall remain nameless, um, but he wouldn't be known to the mass, vast majority of you. So uh, we'll keep that uh, inside school uh, and not talk outside school. But what I will ask you to do is to pick your gobshite of the year then to wrap up this section of the show. Um, Cambridge, gobshite of the year? Oh, God, the list is endless. Um... You know, anybody from the Tory party, um, anybody from Talk Shite, um, Hello. numerous ex-footballers who uh, just seem to be extremely bitter. Mm. Um, but ultimately, it, it's the baby throwing the toys out of the pram right now in the White House. Oh, yeah? He, he's, he's just the biggest cop shite of them all. You know, I don't really need to say too much about it, do I? Everybody has seen him for, for what he really is now. Um, you know, the, the country is suffering badly um, with the pandemic and he's happily playing golf because that's what a leader does. So, yeah, well, um, we, we, certainly have, uh, uh, we certainly have plenty of fine examples of um, equally, uh, well... Very close to equally shite leadership across the world. By the way, I found the best flag. Oh, yeah? I'm, put, I'm going to put it in chat, yeah. Great. Uh, so you're going with uh, Trumpington. What do you reckon to gobshite of the year, Carl? It's tricky, this, because you can bring it down to, you know, pretty much the government or anything like that, which is a bit of an easy target, obviously, certainly in this year of all years. Um do you know, I was going to go with Mike Parry or, or Jim White, but Cam just said to talk sports, which, you know, that, that sort of covers an, an awful lot of ground as well. I think I'm going to go with Lawrence Fox. Oh, good chat. Just mm. because I, um, one of my favourite tweets of this year was that was some an actor who said, um, since he's been a twat to everyone, I can tell him that I once went for a role in his film to play his dad, and I beat Lawrence Fox in a role to play James Fox, which that, that jammed me up no end. <laughs> I was going to actually beat Lawrence Fox to play his dad. 
that take. Um, Jim Wet is a strong one, but um, I don't think he's a bad man per se. I just uh, despise everything he represents about football in in the sort of the, the, the whole slacks and blazers. You know, I know the chairman, so therefore I'm in on the inside, etc. That sort of thing. That, uh, yeah, it, that, yeah, he's very difficult. To do. But, but Mike Parry, just because he's from Liverpool and just seems to hate everybody. I can't really get on with that. I don't like Richarlison either. I don't think he's one of these footballers who... Oh, it's a great um, show. Yeah. I don't think Richarlison is one of these footballers who has to be nasty to get an edge because I like footballers like that. I just think he's a shithouse and a gobshite. Um, and that's not just from Thiago, just, just because he's just like that. And I, I don't see much merit in that at all. And I and I like a bastard. I love Jimmy Case. Jimmy Case was a bastard. But, oh, he um, was proper. But he wasn't a shithouse. No, there's a difference, isn't there? There's a massive, massive yeah. difference. Yeah, I mean, I like Diego Costa because he's so oh, horrible. I, I, like, um, I know it's controversial. I really like Anders Herrera. I, really, I always have done. Mm. Because, you know, Jim as a... Raimondo. He was a yeah, oh, yeah. revolting human being. Really liked him. Any <laughs> birds, if you want to go back to the old Forest days, you know, things like that. Or, or, or even like, you know, there's, there's lots of things because United played Leeds yesterday. There's a lot of dirty Leeds. I've got a bit of respect for dirty Leeds. Dirty Leeds could play football. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Norman Hunter. He bit your legs. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like all those suggestions. Um, I was thinking outside of football and someone who's just been just a relentless gobshite in 2020, like spectacular levels of gobshitery. Um for me was Alex Jones. It's just endless with that guy. Endless. Yeah. And you know, and I used to like I used to like the the really stuff he was doing back in the really early days because at least it was interesting. He was always a bit of a knob, but he's just turned into such a comical level gobshite now. Um but for no, me the guy banned from social media basically. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I have the Americans. I have thoughts about that. I think yeah. I think that sort of nanny state shit is a real worry and people are far too easy to row in behind it because it'll be you next. Um, so I think that's a different argument, but he's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's no loss to any platform, uh, the way he's been carrying on this year. But for me, the gobshite of the year is the lad, uh, who hit my car and drove off. He's gobshite of the year because I love my car. I really do love my car. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Um, I'm very, very fond of my car. Uh, I get up, we get on very well, my car and I, and this prick just hit it and drove away. So, just because you drive you, you, the I, I just drive a, a very humble uh, Volkswagen Golf that I just happen to love. I got it all tricked out and pimped out inside the way I like it, and this prick just hit it and drove away. Uh, and he didn't have to. So, Is that because you, you, you announced on the show once that you park across two parking bays at your school? Oh, this didn't happen in the school. That's me being a gobshite. That's different. No, I know, but I, I just wanted to highlight that for the end of show reel. That <laughs> like you do that. You Cop, do you, that. You, you've, got a, you've got a memory like a fucking elephant. He's, uh, he's sharp as a tack, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, speaking of which, can I, can I um, tell a story against myself today? I think you so, really um, need to hear to balance things yeah, up. Yeah, well, it's, it's a motor one. It's completely my fault. And, you know, and you just think there's nothing I can do. I've just been a prick there. So, um, 
I had a COVID test today. Uh, me and my mum did in Heighton. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm at my mum's at the moment. And I was turning to go into Princess Drive, big, big road in, in L- L12. L36, L12. And um, so filter lane to go off to the left just to join Princess Drive. And there was a car right at the lights who had his hazards on and he was letting his kids out of the car. Now, I didn't beep the horn. I didn't just, but I gesticulated and sort of, what What are you doing? Type of thing. That sort of look. Mm. And the woman, at the time was about 20. She screamed at me. He's broke down, you bastard. I felt terrible. Oh. For that. <laughs> and of course, you, you, do the, you do the wave and say, oh shit, sorry. And then you go around him and stuff like that. But she was still shouting at me afterwards. This wasn't helped by my mom giggling herself stupid while I was driving. <laughs> Finish the, the, the car anecdotes, Duncan. Uh, yesterday I was uh, uh, I was on my way somewhere and I uh, I was driving down like a dual carriageway and I take about to take a left turning and I saw uh, a car broken down on the other side of the dual carriageway and uh, there was a lady stood there. The car was in the in this in the outside lane, in the second lane of the dual carriageway with the hazard lights on. So I. I turned left, pulled up, uh, parked half on the pavement, half on the road, put my hazards on, in between the drop curves of a property, not too far from the junction, but far enough away to not cause a problem, or so I felt. So I went over, this lady's got a flat tyre, and I said, is everything all right? Anything I can do for help? And she goes, oh, no, take me about 20 minutes. I've got a flat tyre. She had one of these air compressors, you know, portable ones. And she goes, oh, I said, look, your car's not safe here. We need to get it over over to the bus stop over there and, um, you know, off the road. She goes, yeah, but the traffic won't let me. And I saw this guy walk past. I called him over. Then I sort of looked over and I saw somebody walking around my vehicle. So I ran back and I said, is everything all right? And it was an old man, uh, an elderly gentleman, sorry. And he, he started screaming and shouting at me you can't park there you're within 10 feet of the curb of the junction or something ranting and raving and i said look there's a lady broken down across the road there i'm just helping her and i'm going to move and i'll move the, i'll move the vehicle yeah just let me go and help her i've put a i've i've phoned the police you're going to get a ticket now um and i've put something on your windscreen so you will your the, the fine will be in the post i said all right no worries I'll, let me just go and move you know and he Came, moved the lady, got her into the into the bus stop. Came back. Lo and behold, he's got these pre pre printed. He's printed off these sheets. You have parked within thirty six feet of a junction. Yeah, <laughs> he's put my registration number on this. He's written it by hand, and I phoned the police, and you will be getting the ticket in the post. So I just folded it up and posted it for his letterbox. But there you go. Merry Christmas, young man. You know, nice to know you've got the spirit of Christmas in you. So, um, yeah, <laughs> nice day. Nice people in, uh, in in my neck of the woods here. You've brought us full circle back to Gobshire of the Year. That's remarkable. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. lovely. Now, I have to say, I'm looking at the clock and we are in a situation where the last two sections we wanted to do was a little retrospective on Gerard Houllier and then we've got the Christmas quiz. Now, honestly, I think... Mr. Houllier deserves our time. So I'm thinking, why don't we postpone that to the next show so we can do it right? And let's get into the Christmas quiz so we don't go too long over the hour for everybody. All right, before you do that, just so that people know, the flag of Bhutan. That is the flag. Yeah, that's a nice one. That is a nice one. 
Carl will put that in the um, on the happy to do that. Yeah, that's in the Instagram account. Pop as many of those as you can on the Instagram later that we've mentioned. Uh, brilliant. Okay, so you guys all set for the Christmas quiz, the great oh, festive Christmas quiz. You know where it's coming from? Just for added gobshitery on my part, it's you coming would. from the unreadable website that is the Liverpool Echo. Oh my god. Yeah, that's where it's coming from. Because uh, I, I was, I was searching for. I said, "Oh, this is, this is just too good." And you're both going to hate this quiz so much. And you're taking it in turns every second question. And someone's going to get an easy question, and they'll be bitching and moaning. And I can't wait to get into it. So, uh, does it have an author? This quiz? Does it have an author? Uh, let yeah. me just see. If I know if there's somebody attributed. Oh yeah, that's 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 fair, isn't it? Already. Well, it's, actually, it doesn't matter, Carl. Trev wins, doesn't it? It's by, true, yeah. it's by Amy Brown. So, no, Amy Brown will win. Sorry, I don't know Amy, sorry. So, so it's it's Amy's quiz, Amy's Christmas quiz. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the questions in turn to you. There are 26. You get 13 each, and then we'll, I'm totaling them up as I go here. People can um, – and what I'll do is I'll give you the correct answer at the end of each question just so that we can have absolute clarity around it, and you can keep – track of your own scores if you don't trust my um, scorekeeping. So that's how it's going to go. Uh, the, so the, the and, and we're going to have a comparatively small wait time on each of these. I'm going to give you a, a, about 20 seconds max um, to answer a question so we can get through it. So are we good to go? Yeah. 13 oh, yeah. questions each. Who who uh, does anyone have a press preference about going first? Do you both want uh, to? Congratulations, Cap. Sorry, I could, um, uh, good luck, Cam. Congratulations, Trev. Before we start, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so, uh, do you, to, to answer the question, I just ask you then. Carl can take the first question. I'll be nice. Carl okay. Carpack, including Rudolph, how many reindeer does Santa have? Six. It's nine, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, Cam Branch. Mm-hmm. Name three of Rudolph's friends. I haven't got a clue. Um, I was going to say the seven dwarfs then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start off with Toki. Rudolph's friends. Nice reindeer. No, I haven't got a clue. I haven't seen got a clue. No. Okay. George, Michael, and Tommy. You could have gone for any three from Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, oh, Comet, Comet, I didn't know the Dixon, Blitzen, and Donner. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, uh, twat. <laughs> <laughs> any Prancer and Dancer. Uh, yeah, Guy Drink was deeply unimpressed uh, with your answering so far, going, come on. In the chats here. Second question for you, Carl Kopak. What is the exact name of Slade's Christmas song? This is true. This is a trick question, isn't it? I don't is think it so. Merry, is it Merry Christmas, everybody, with everybody in brackets? I'm going to give it to you. It's Merry Christmas, everybody. You've got it. Um, the next one, and that's so that's one tick for you know, Kopak. Uh, Cam, your next question. Sure. In what year did Mariah Carey release All I Want for Christmas is You? Fuck's sake. Like, I know that. 
I think it was a 90s song. Yeah, good man, good man. Now all you've got to do is pick the right one. Yeah, pick the right one. I'm going to say 94. (laughs) (laughs) He's picked it right out of the back of there. Way! George, (laughs) get in! Sorry, the prancer dancer. (laughs) (laughs) One each. Uh, Carl, how many Christmas number ones did the Spice Girls have? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Give me while I just go through the back catalogue. Uh, you have a catalogue? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he loves uh, a catalogue. Carl loves a catalogue. What? what? Grattan. Four, I'll go for. Four is not a bad guess. Alas, it was three. Uh, your next question, Cam, is when is St. Stephen's Day? <laughs> um, okay, it's... Obviously, Christmas related, so I'm going to go. What is it? I'll go Boxing Day. Is correct. <laughs> that's that's what that's what we um, that's what we Irish folk call it. Says yeah. Stephen Stan. Um, ah, right, okay. I had no idea. Well, that was yeah. a great guess, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I think I could hear some keys tapping in the background. I'm not sure. Definitely if he's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have to be quick to have done that one. <laughs> uh, young Kalpak, what exactly is frankincense? Uh, which one is it? Is this the one that is it the perfume? It is a perfume. Yeah. There's a non-PC version of a Peter Cook sketch where he says what that is. There you are. Now I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> uh, Cam, your next one is in the series. Oh, in the series seven Friends Christmas episode. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what does Ross dress up like to teach his son about Hanukkah? Actor. Oh. Ah, I remember him dressing up as Sputnik, but that wasn't, that was obviously related to Hanukkah. Um, that's all I can remember him dressed up as. I remember the embarrassing scene with the, um, the leather trousers, which some, somehow reminds me of me, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, a cre- it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a creature of sorts is the only hint I'll give you. Oh, that hasn't helped me at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you want from me? What do you want from me? <laughs> I, I, I honestly can't remember. I don't know. All I can remember is him dressing up as a Sputnik or a potato or something. I, 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 I don't blame you. I didn't yeah. watch Friends myself. No, I, I watched every single one. I just don't remember. Yeah, I, I can never yeah. understand the obsession. It was a holiday armadillo, apparently. Oh, uh, yes, I remember now. Yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whiny voice. That, well, that makes yeah. it. Have you ever actually watched an uh, episode of Friends without the laughter in the background? And then you suddenly realise it was not funny at all. I, I kind of realised it at the time, but anyway. Uh, okay. Thinly veiled morality play. Because that's all they are. Let's just all do the right thing. That's yeah, man. Yeah, just be a good, just be a good person. Oh, do you know what we've done? We've criticised friends with Drinkle in the background. 
Is, 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 he, is he getting all pissy there in the chats? I can't, I'm, I'm trying to keep these. Wait till you get to uh, steps. I hope there's a steps question. So I will. There's a whole. There's a whole separate round about H from steps just for you, Cam. Um, your fifth Ooh. question, Carl. What is an Italian Christmas cake called? I've never even heard of that before. You will have heard of it. And you will kick yourself. Pancetta? Right for a syllable. It's panettone. Oh, okay. Uh, your next one, Cam. I think this is your fifth. Uh, in the film Elf, which I just watched last night, oh. what's the name of the department store where Buddy works where he, when he arrives in New York? Well, I can only think of two department stores. Tommy, can we can just go nominate Drinkle? He's, he's going to know all of these. These are awful. Yeah, this is it's, this is in his wheelhouse, isn't it? I can only think of Macy's or Brands. But I don't <laughs> know if either of those would have been the name of a department store in a in a, in a, a really great film. Um, but that's all I can really go with. So I'm going to go with Macy's. You're you're wrong, unfortunately. It's a place called Gimbals, and Guy Drinkle has said he's oh. going to mark all of this section as an edit. <laughs> 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 uh, right, we're into the second half of the quiz. Uh, if you can manage to um, keep yourselves uh, off the edge of right, your seat, we've sickness. done five questions so far, haven't we? You have, you have. How's that uh, second half then? Your, your I, don't level, level, I don't know what your mass is on. Your level at two each. Oh, is it eleven questions? Oh, sorry, no, you're right. God, Jesus, we aren't even the halfway. I thought it was twenty. I, I forgot it's twenty-six. All right, let's, let's 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 get a wiggle on here. Question eleven, which is your sixth one. Um, young Kappa, Christmas Island is a territory of which country? Say again. Oh, hang on. Chile? It's not. It's Australia. Uh, it's Australia. Christmas oh, Island. Oh, I think it's Easter Island. The next one for you, Cam, is where do the sweets and dried fruit what, sorry, what do the sweets and dried fruit represent on a Chris Tingle? I know what. I don't know what it is, man. A Chris Tingle? A Chris Tingle. It's spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-G-L-E. Sounds like some tarrant would have done on who wants to It does. What does it represent? Yeah, what do the sweets and dried fruit represent on a Chris Tingle, whatever a Chris Tingle is? Um, um, jewelry. They represent all of God's creations, Cam. Uh, the next one is for you, Carl. Where do, where do the McAllisters go on their Christmas vacation in Home Alone Two? Christmas Day, you know. What's that? Gary McAllister's birthday is Christmas Day. That's not going to help you with this quiz question, is it, Carl? No. Never so, seen Home Alone. Never seen Home Alone. Never will. Kiss so, so, do you want to guess? Uh, easy. It's a super guess, but it was Florida. Next one up is for you, Cam. Um, in the song 12 Days of Christmas, what was given on the 10th day? Oh, here we go. <laughs> 20 seconds is all you're getting. <laughs> 20 seconds. Oh, you know what? I haven't actually got a clue. I know it's five gold rings. Um, 10th day of Christmas. You can't say that twice. Yeah. That makes 10, doesn't it? 
uh, doves. I don't know. Ten lords are leaping. Would you have yeah, got I knew that. You knew that? Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you but go. I want to be my cat anyway. No, I don't celebrate Christmas, so this is a bit of a biased quote. No. Jesus Christ, you might have told us this at the start. Well, I've got two right, haven't I? It's two all. There you go. It's two all in this quiz. I'm on it. Next one up is for you, Carl, and it's question 15 overall. How many sides does a snowflake have? Six. Nice. Nice. Six is right. Next one for you, Cam. Where are the traditional Christmas plants, poncetas, where do they come from? <laughs> oh my days. Um, uh, Germany? We, we, they're pronounced poncetas around here, but the spelling is like poncetia. That, that sounds like Italy then, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I was trying to get you to think a little bit away from. Yeah, it's it's not Italy. It's Mexico, believe it or not. Right, what okay. do French people, uh, Karl Kopak, call Father Christmas? Oh. I know this. I know you this. You do. Uh, I think I know this. No, I don't know. Saint Nicholas, Pere Noel. No, it is. I, I, I was going to say Pere actually, yeah, but yeah, Pere Noel. I was going to say Saint Nick, but yeah. well, what do I know? <laughs> not long. Anyone wants me in camp to cater for their Christmas parties? We've got all the facts. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's let's barrel on. Uh, where are we next one? Uh, yes, uh, question eighteen overall. Which X Factor winner is right up your alley, camp? Which X Factor winner was the first to have a Christmas number one? You love all this. Nominate Drinkle. No, yeah, definitely nominate Drinkle it's, on this it, one. It, by the way, Drinkers, you're in the background. If you don't get this, mate, I've lost all faith in you. Which it's X perfect. Factor winner was the first to have a Christmas number I one? Can't even, I can't well, even remember. Let's, X Factor let's, let's, see if, let's see if Guy can give you the answer. I guess, though. In which case, I'll allow it. I might say change the real smoke. I knew that get you going. The bold bloke. <laughs> the bold bloke. That's not a bad oh, name. That is actually he, really... What was he, his name? He, he was shaven-headed, not bald. Oh, uh, I can I can picture him as well now. Yeah, he's got an Irish name. Come on, come on. You've got five seconds. Uh, still. Liam. Liam, was it? Shane Ward. Shane Ward. Oh. Yeah, I won't steal that. Yeah, Liam. Shane Ward. Can you be more stereotypical, Cam? <laughs> <laughs> he had an Irish name. Your next question, Carl, is on what date is the 12th night? 6th of January. The which? 6th of January. 6th of January. Oh, you're just one out. It's the 5th. Oh. Uh, let's get into the next one for you, Cam. <laughs> oh, this is just right up your alley. What is traditionally hidden in a Christmas pudding? What is traditionally hidden in a Christmas pudding, Cam? Um, is it a penny or a two pen pence piece? I'm going to give it to you. It's a coin. Yeah, good man. Yeah, it's a, it's a sixpence. 
that makes it that makes it three each as we go into the tail end of this quiz. Uh, <laughs> we have exactly three each left, and it's three three each in 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 the tallies. Uh, you know, you so, know what? If this finishes a tie, Dan is definitely claiming victory. Oh, he will do. Well, no, I, I said that at the start. If it finishes a tie, I win. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> the, the oh my god. Kopak, you've, you've looked out here just in the run of these. Uh, question 21. In what town was Jesus born? Nazareth. Oh, you mean Bethlehem? Okay. <laughs> What's your answer? What's your answer? He was born in Bethlehem, and he's probably Jesus of Nazareth, but he's born in Bethlehem. I'm afraid uh, Guy Drinkle's <laughs> answer of Middlesbrough is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I thought first answer cancer, not that I'm being petty. Bethlehem is part of Nazareth, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, just, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll allow it. Bethlehem is the correct answer. That puts you one ahead. You need to catch up here. Oh, uh, Cam, who is the voice of the Grinch in the 2018 version of the Christmas tale? Um, Jim Carrey? It's not Jim Carrey. Oh. Would you would you have known that one, um, Carl? No. Is it is it Gary Drinkle? It's Benlin Cumberbund. Oh, is it okay? Really? It is. And is it Cucumber? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're up next, Carl, uh, with the scores four three to you. Four three to you. Your next one is you're gonna love this. Who was the Christmas number one in 2019? Pop pickers. Oh, all over it. <laughs> Absolutely all over it. I have never heard of this ever, just for the record. Not it's, Slade. But it sounds like the only hint I'll give you is it sounds like I might well have written this song. Well that helps. It does help if you if 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 you're intimately acquainted with things that I like. Like you all should be. Oh, is it the Potato Farmer band? <laughs> now, now who's being stereotypically bastard? <laughs> but Jesus, Carol, you're very funny with your funny laughing jokes. Oh, oh, is it yourself, Oh, Jesus, young Kopak. Is it yourself? <laughs> uh, it's a song called I Love Sausage Rolls by, what? by an artist called Lad Baby. And that's, and that, friends is why i don't listen to modern music oh, uh, we are now poised are there, any, are there any more doritos left we're what a song that was. <laughs> <laughs> that's a throwback that's a, a call back to an earlier show listeners if you're if you've been paying attention uh that means... travis it's christmas then let's have let's give the lad the day off shall we which lad you the scars are just too deep <laughs> Uh, the next one, Cam, is what's Mr. Scrooge's first name in Charles Dickens' uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol? The first name of Mr. Scrooge. Ebenezer. It is. It is now four all. <laughs> four all with a question each left. The last question for you, Carl Kopak. Mr. Blobby was Christmas number one in 1993. <laughs> What TV show did the character appear in? Hell's House Party. Oh God, that's I'm, awful. I'm afraid, Cam. It's not. It's not looking good. Um, it's not looking good. But it's is not, it? It's not, if, you, if you don't want Trev to win, 
don't get this one right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This one, this one, I have to say, I think it's it's a far harder question. Last question: What is the name of the aging rock star making a comeback in at any cost in the movie Love Actually? It's the character. I'll give you a clue. It's the character played by Bill Nye. Aging rock star, Love Actually. You know, yeah, watch the film. What's the character yeah. called? I remember it had Hugh Grant in, didn't it? Oh, okay. Right. You were we're not we're not talking in depth knowledge then here. You, you, it's it's too tough. It's my uh, and it was a girl from EastEnders in there, wasn't it? Yeah, that's Martina Kutchin was in there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, aging rock star, Shaking Stevens. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, there was a character played by Bill Nye, and I'm asking you, what was the character's name in the film? Oh, forget that then. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, right, sorry. <laughs> it's it, it's it, it was a character called Billy Mac, played by Bill Nye, which means that at the end of the uh, congratulations, Carl. Extremely Carl. interesting Christmas quiz. It was five four to Carl Kalbach. Congratulations, Carl Kalbach. Thank you very much on winning the Christmas quiz. Hopefully, this will stop you from your incessant whining about all my previous victories. But I have very little, very little hope about that particular outcome. We should start wrapping this show up because it has gone long. And we will do that by allowing you guys to just give us any final thought. If you had one, any plug you'd like to give um, or tele recommendation, anything just to wind us up. Uh, Cam, as the man who uh, was the... uh, a very, very honourable loser there. Well, I'll go first to you. Tell your recommendation. I've probably said it before, but do watch Kingdom on Netflix. Three series, three seasons, sorry. Uh, 40 episodes in total. Season two has 20 episodes. Um, just a brilliant ending for me. Um, Kingdom? I've never heard of it. What's it? The, what's the... Um, it's about... Uh, MMA fighters in a, you know, and it revolves around the gym. Um, it is a, just a genuine drama. It's not real MMA fighters or anything like that. You've got, um, but it's just a great, great story. Each character has just got uh, their own story going on within the whole, within the whole story, and they've just knitted it all together wonderfully. So, cool. really, really good. And uh, a little, uh, a little uh, jokey quote to finish with. Um, and I apologise for the person who made this quote or joke. I'll <laughs> um, put that caveat in there. I once bought my kids a set of batteries for Christmas with a note on it saying, toys not included. Oh, dear God. That is the ultimate dad joke. Fair play to you for ending on a no-perfect Cam Branch outro. That is fantastic. Thank you. That is that. That's so on brand, Cam. I'm, I'm, I'm just really, really pleased with that one. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, I, I have watched far too much television in the year 2020 um, to start making recommendations. I have a list of documentaries that I've been watching recently um, that I'm going to mention on on the show uh, very soon um, because I think they're far more edifying. Uh, and and far better use of your time, frankly. But I do want to say I have a little bit of a plug for the great stories because we're ver- very much on the verge of a new stage now for the show um, coming up to our 20 
fourth episode. Um, myself and Pooley now on the back of my pal Neb uh, and his in Trojan efforts. We are now looking at having a functional website very soon. Um, we will have ways for people to get involved above and beyond what they currently can do. Uh, we're looking at maybe having conversation threads. We're looking at having ways to support the show. Eventually, I'm looking at trying to expand into having, you know, the old cups and mugs and T-shirts and all that crack as well. So it's a whole new exciting stage that we're heading into with the great stories. Episode 24 will be out for Christmas. It may well be a story only one at this point, depending on Pooley's availability. But I'll do like I did last year and have some sort of a, a Christmassy theme to it, um, if I can at all. So do keep an eye out for the next uh, iteration of the great stories and its uh, further involvement. Um, Carl, what have you got to finish us with? Just a few plugs, really. Um, one thing I'd like to say before anything else is it was announced today that the um, the uh, case rate for COVID in Liverpool, if you're from the city or live in the city, I should say, uh, is uh, increasing. Um, I had a test today at Hound Heighton Leisure Centre. Uh, that's a 12-minute drive from where I am at the moment, and I got my results before I got home. So if you live in Liverpool, um, the, the wait is about 15 minutes, as says on the website. It's, it's not even that, to be honest. Um, so if you are in Liverpool, please get tested. It can't hurt. It's peace of mind as well. I'm, I'm more happy by the fact that my mom's clear as much as I am. So um, Of course, of course. Fun. Please get that done. Um, we've just done a podcast for Rippercast, which is the site that um, hosts um, my show um, from Adler to Amberley. So my show, mine and John Reese's show from Adler to Amberley. Um, me and John were on that show, and we've just reviewed the 1979 film Murder by Decree, um, of which a very blonde Sherlock Holmes, played by Christopher Plummer, defeats Jack the Ripper. Um, spoilers. And. Um, we did that show on Saturday. It's I think it's already been released and um, slightly ruined from my point of view by the fact that I was reading BBC News and literally while I was doing that podcast, I was throwing clothes into a bag so I could get back up to Liverpool before the borders came down as we speak. So um, uh, we're bringing back some green grass in the, the new year. Um, we've just done an episode. Uh, 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 Stephen Scraggs just done something on England against Poland in 1973 which cost Alf Ramsey his job and made, means meant that uh, England couldn't qualify for the 1974 World Cup. And um, I, I'm, I'm around writing stuff as usual. Pay attention um, to anything that Carl's doing. Um, um, pay attention to any of the pods Cam's involved in. There's a Christmas special Desi podcast, which is great fun, that you can hear Cam mm-hmm. on uh, um, as you getting dogs abuse as ever from his chums, uh, doling it out too, which is nice to hear as well, just like it happens on here. Um, I would say that... Yeah, I got uh, a bit bitchy, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Not like you, pal. Uh, no. I would say that, um, you know, we could do the cliche thing about this shit year and all the rest of it, but you know, who knows? Uh, I wouldn't have any massively high expectations for the next one, just because <laughs> the date changes. So I think we just got to keep positive around this place. Uh, that's what we will try to do on this show as ever. So stick with us into 2021. Uh, we'll try and do as many of these for you as we can to keep you distracted, keep you occupied, and hopefully keep you entertained. Um, that was Carl Kopak. You heard Cam Branch. Guy Drinkle is, as ever, contributing in the background. I've been Trev Downey. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there.
Social Podcast Network.